Hey there, Cloud Accounting Podcast listeners. It's your co-host, Blake Oliver. And I wanted to tell you about a new podcast that I just launched. It's called Earmark. And it features an interview with Jeff Thompson, the president of the Institute of Management Accountants. The following is an excerpt from that interview. If you're interested in hearing more from that interview and future interviews I do on this podcast, please subscribe to the Earmark Accounting Podcast. You can find it in the show notes, and you can also search for it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts. I hope you enjoy. So if I'm a student and I am thinking about what do I want to do with my career, maybe my professors are saying CPA is, is it? I, I feel like that is yeah. the only path a lot of the time. Maybe that's a little old fashioned. I, I know that more and more students are going straight into industry, going to work for companies, not necessarily going to work for public accounting firms. It doesn't have to be the big four and and that's it anymore. Right. Yeah. So we need to, um, we as members of the profession, the aggregate profession of accounting, uh, need to do a better job at telling the story of uh, a profession that makes a difference and a profession that is multifaceted. There are so many pathways, different entry points. We have to all commit to doing that. I think we have an obligation to doing that. Uh, because I think the relevance of our profession is at stake, and I'll describe that in a moment. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Because um, the CPA is well-known, as it should be, uh, and well-regarded, it is not the only pathway. It is not the only starting point. Something like 75% of entry-level public accountants uh, who start out in public accounting within three to four or five years 75% of them find their way into industry, doing financial planning analysis, doing enterprise risk management, doing various levels of decision support, the value creation activities, strategy type activities that require a financial aspect to it. And there's a talent gap because of that preparation, that lack of preparation. That's the void that we help to fill uh, from a management accountancy perspective whether you start out in industry or wind your way into industry, you're probably going to work in industry at some point along right. the, the pathway. Um, I, I think that bears worth yeah. repeating yeah. <laughs> that we are educating accountants in our accounting programs in audit and tax. It seems like a heavy emphasis on that. At least it was when I took it, and that wasn't that long ago. We go into public accounting, we achieve our goal, and we make it the big four, but only... 25% right. last more than a few years. The right. rest of us right. say, no thanks for a variety of reasons, right? Some, sometimes it's overwork. Sometimes it's just uh, that that's the nature of how those firms are designed. Right. Not, 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 having, not having the belief that you can get on that partner track. It's up or right. out, right? It's up or out, right. Yeah. So, right. so you end up going into industry, into a company, and then do you necessarily have the skills that you need to right. succeed there. You kind of have to start over. Right. You have to go all the way back to... Or, or the company what? has to train you. So it's a preparation gap. That's why we've been working, IMA has been working with local chapters, colleges and universities literally around the world to build in 
management accounting curriculum into the overarching accounting curriculum because there is and there always has been a preparation gap, a big gap between what is taught and what is actually required in industry or even in in an advisory firm. Mm -hmm. And especially with the infusion of data analytics and data science and strategy management over the years into our profession, which we also cover on the CMA exam, uh, it is even more important that we uh, work together as an ecosystem to teach what is actually done in practice in in the real world. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it seems like kind of obvious when you say it <laughs> that we should be teaching accountants what accountants what, do. What accountants do, yes. Not what they did 10 or 20 or 30 years ago. Right. Not that I'm a swimmer, but I like to think of it as different swim lanes. When I started out in industry, in the profession, the CFO was primarily in the accounting swim lane, statutory reporting, financial standards, audit, attestation compliant, critically important foundation for any business. But over time, because of that central role of being responsible for the cash flow of the organization and cash is king, we've added many, many swim lanes to the role of the CFO for businesses small and large. We've added finance. We've added, to large extent, operations. There are fewer COOs around than there used to be because the CFO kind of does a lot of that now. Um, We added technology. We added strategy. And it's not that one person or one office can be totally expert in all those domains, but today's CFO in industry, today's CMA, has to be fluent uh, because that is the way value flows in an organization. The interdisciplinary nature of those knowledge domains, how they're taught undergraduate, perhaps as separate silos, um, is problematic for the way it really works in industry. And today, to be strong in FP&A, financial planning and analysis, budgeting, forecasting, sensitivity analysis, scenario planning, uh, simulations, data analytics is critical. Statistics is critical. Computer coding is critical. We didn't do any of that when I was studying accounting. (laughs) That's the point. That's (laughs) That's the the point. That's the problem, right? And if the rate of change of the technology is exceeding the rate of change of our ability to absorb and apply it from a skill set perspective, then we're losing the race for relevance as Mm -hmm. a profession. And that may be why I see the stat crop up every now and then that something like 30% of CFOs are CPAs these days. It's declined dramatically, like you said. It it, It has. You know, more and more CFOs have MBAs. The way I like to refer to the CFO position and the CFO team, it's not just the CFO, is you need technical accounting depth with business operations breadth. So for credibility purposes, I don't think you can get away being a CFO without knowing some accounting, some controllership type of accounting. You need to be able to open up the hood and yeah. understand what's going on yeah. with the journal entries, yeah. right? I mean, you know. with the journal entries, with the transactions, with the bank recs and all that kind of stuff. Um, now, for one thing, you need to know how to hire the right people. You have to be able to ask the right questions. You have to be able to embrace a culture of challenge. And you can't do that if you don't have that credibility. So that's the technical accounting depth that a CFO, a future fit CFO has. But it's also that breadth of business operations, the knowledge of how not just cash flows, but value flows, 
which means that interdisciplinary nature of those knowledge domains that a CFO has to have today, strategy, technology, operations, supply chain, finance, of course, um, mm-hmm. critically, critically important. In fact, some have referred to the CFO as the chief futures officer. Some have referred to the CFO as the chief value officer. I'm okay with that, but we can't all, we, we also can't lose our roots as you know, being responsible for the official financial position of the or, of the organization yeah. in terms of income statement, balance sheet, sources and uses of funds and things like that. It's great that we're involved in all the hot new things, the data analytics, the simulations and the big data and all that kind of stuff. Critically important that we uh, uh, be relevant for the future and, and be able to attract uh, students, millennials into our profession, that it actually is, a, is an exciting profession because you, know, you could paint a picture of our profession being pretty dull, boring, and going nowhere. In fact, sliding into oblivion. Um, if you say, well, accountants just count the beans, they don't help sprout the beans, which is, of course, what we also do. Robots are taking over lower end transaction oriented uh, with bots and our mm-hmm. robotics process mm-hmm. automation. And then we say, well, we're going to make it up with higher value jobs. Well, how? Unless we acquire those skills. Hey, it's Blake again. That was an excerpt from my interview with Jeff Thompson at the Texas IMA Council event this past month. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to hear the full interview, go check out my podcast, Earmark. Search for Earmark Accounting Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or click the link in the show notes. Fun fact, if you listen to the Earmark Accounting Podcast, very soon you will be able to get CPE credits. Yes, you heard that right. CPE credits for listening to podcasts. I'm working on an app called Earmark CPE, hoping to launch that later this year. So be sure to subscribe to the Earmark Podcast. And if you want to learn more about how you can earn CPE for listening to podcasts, go to earmarkcpe.com. That's earmarkcpe.com.